never made a decision in my entire life. And I'm Gil, Twitter's worst enemy. This is <laughs> Just a Phase, a new podcast where we watch and discuss queer media that Annie watched as a teen. And that Gil is watching for the first time right now. Um, Yay. This week we have a really special, dear to my special. heart piece of media to talk about. And that is MTV's 2014 TV series, Faking It. Um, we watched the entire season one. Which aired in three and a half hours of content. Which aired in the spring of 2014. Um, I watched this. I thought it aired in 2015. No, it aired in April 2014. So that is seven years ago this spring. I know. Um, And I watched this while season two was airing. Got it. Which was in the fall of. Fall and winter of, like, 2014-2015. So, when I started watching this, season one was already out. And then I suffered through the rest of the show. But actually... Do do you think it gets... Do you think it gets worse after season one? Yes. Well, it depends. It depends. It depends on what you mean by worse. Mm -hmm. Um, Really quickly, before we get into faking it, though, I just wanted to discuss um, something about Carmilla... That we had yes. briefly talked about last week, um, for, and then we got confirmation the, of. Uh, for so for the listener, our first episode, which is uh, somewhat lost to the ages, was a discussion of uh, Toronto vampire lesbian vampire web series Carmilla season one, um, and Annie had posited in uh, episode one, which was unfortunately lost to the audio gods. Uh, that it looked like it had been shot in a Victoria College dorm. And I checked with one of my friends who was a Vic Don, and she says it is 100% a room in Ainsley Hall at Vic. Which makes my little heart sing, because when I said that, I was just pulling that information out of my ass. It was a very uneducated guess. It was But the fact that it's true makes me really happy. (laughs) Uh, She was like... Like I, I asked her and she was immediately like, that is, that is, she was like trying to figure out which floor it was on and That's which room amazing. exactly it was. Um, but a little, as a Vic student myself, uh, what a nice little, um, nice little connection. Little Toronto culture there. That's very exciting. Yeah. So, okay. Should we get into it? I would like I to. get I, into it. Would we like to start with like some sort of vague outline of the plot of season one yeah yeah um i I think it's fun if i do these okay sort of as sort of a a comprehension test okay um so we have two teen girls uh amy and karma yeah um amy bears um a startling resemblance to amanda Bynes. i don't know if that was was the only one who noticed that i don't see it it's like it's it was like a little creepy to me how much she looked like Amanda Bynes. Um, they are teenagers. They don't say what grade they're in. It doesn't. They really are matter. in grade ten. They are sophomores. Oh my god! I know. Doesn't that make it worse? Um. So they were actually the same, about the same age that I was when this show came. If they came, if this came out in 2014 and they were sophomores, I was a sophomore in 2014. Um, I was a sophomore really in 2014. You were a sophomore at the beginning of 2014. I was a sophomore yes. at the end of 2014. Okay, whatever. Close enough. We really, were the same really age important. as these anyway, people. Um, on average. So Amy and Karma are two teen girls who, uh, they live in Austin, Texas. Uh, and the setting is somewhat important, I would say. Yeah, definitely um, plays, a, plays a role. They go to a very woke high school before woke <sighs> entered the, the sort of uh, linguistic mainstream. <laughs> um, and I don't know, I don't remember how they have this. Uh, oh, basically there's like, there's like this, this twink who <laughs> thinks that they're lesbians and starts telling people that they're lesbians. Um, Leave it to the twinks to out the lesbians, honestly. It was, I thought this was one thing in the show where I was like, I completely buy that this like, 16 year old gay boy would completely overstep his bounds and do something like this like i was outed by a twink it's it yeah, rings exactly. true. <laughs> it rings true um so this twink starts telling everybody that they're lesbians and nominates them for homecoming queens 
which they win. There isn't really an election that I. That it's just like the next time we hear that they no are like, it's homecoming. They just go to that thing where they're like making speeches, and then like the amount of applause, yeah. I guess, is what wins them. Homecoming it's like the points. battle of the bands. Yeah, it's very um, weird. Very it's like bizarre, nonsensical there. And so, um, Karma. Uh, realizes that she likes to be like that being lesbians has made them popular because the high school is so woke um in a world where being gay is the norm in high school is cool yeah exactly (laughs) um uh and so she convinces amy to to continue the charade that they are together lesbians because it will help her hook up with a boy whose name is Liam is it really yep <laughs> I watched this like three days ago I have no excuse for forgetting the name of one of the main so, characters so that's and essential. he really is one of the main characters he is the 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 two boys and then the two gals are like the four main characters in the show yeah and they're all so forgettable um but that's really the essence of the plot right there. Karma wants yeah. to hook up with a hot boy. So in order to do that, she decides to pretend to be a lesbian. Because that makes sense, right? That and that makes sense. It, well, it works it works like gangbusters. And the other the other important part of the premise is that Amy realizes that she actually is gay while pretending to be gay with Karma, and there's tension there. Um and so the show doesn't I hesitate to say it doesn't have a plot. The I think the in-episode plots are fairly strong. But episode to episode, shaky. There isn't really... It doesn't really progress yeah. much over the course of the season. Yeah. It's kind of just a lot of hijinks related to that premise um, that I don't really feel the need to explain. Yeah, it's very um, much like that sort of sitcom structure where, like, yeah. you could watch these out of order and nothing would really change. It's very true. I also found it interesting to note, I think in the last episode, they're like, these past few weeks. And I'm like, this season has only been a few weeks? A few weeks. It feels the like time a year has crazy. gone by. So all well, of this takes it's... place over, like, just a, a handful of days. Yeah, which kind of makes sense, because uh, it starts, it must be pretty close to the beginning of the year, because there's Homecoming. Homecoming, that is not a thing that I am familiar with. Can you explain I was going to a- what Homecoming my school, is? My school also didn't have Homecoming. Okay. I was going to ask if yours did. No. Um, I think it might be because we didn't have a football team. Okay, so. basically, go ahead. We had a football team. Yeah. And the first home game that they would play we would, like, get... If you paid, like, $5 or something, you got to skip fifth period and go watch the game. They had it during the school day? During the school day. Bizarre. Yes. So, like, that was, like, homecoming, but we didn't call it that. It was called the buyout because you would buy out of class to go watch the football game. It's kind of cute. And then that was it. It was just... Then we went home. It's basically the... Basically, the idea is it's like a big, it's the first football game of the season. There's a dance associated with it. Okay. Um, I think, I guess, I think that's the whole bit. Um, cool. Good It to doesn't know. matter. No, who, very who much cares? not. Um, and. Uh, I think an, an important, like, season arc to note is that this is the weeks leading up to Amy and Lauren's parents' wedding. That's, like, maybe the only, like. So we haven't. We haven't talked about Lauren. So the other main character right. is Amy's st- soon-to-be stepsister. Her name is Lauren. And she's a real... Um, oh, gosh. Who am I thinking of? She's sort of a Tommy Lauren type. Yeah. She's one of the fl- the blondes of Fox News. Where yeah. she's just, like, very snippy and conservative. Um, and really leaning into the whole Texas thing. That's one thing I want to touch on briefly is Gil's accent corner, which is that the accents, I I do not consider myself an expert in Southern American English or dialects in general. However, <laughs> I was w- able to ascertain with 100% certainty of the people within a sentence of hearing them who was actually Southern and who wasn't. I think the only person that's actually Southern is Amy's mom, who is... So Amy's mom is marrying Laura's dad, Lauren, whose name is 
fuck me, really? <laughs> we did this exact same thing in the Carmilla episode. Yeah. Um, Lauren's dad, his name is Bruce. He's in like one scene. Yeah, he doesn't show um, up a whole lot. He actually comes around a lot more in season two. Um, so they're getting married. Bruce is a non-entity and, uh, Amy's mom is like a, she's like a, she's like a reporter. She's a meteorologist. They, they a she big... does the weather on but the she, news. She, 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 we never see her do the weather. No, um, we don't. It's just talked about. And it's just talked about. I bet she's great. Um, but she, I think Amy's mom is the only actual Southerner on the show. She's from Louisiana. Bruce might be. Um, he doesn't talk enough else to, to know. Doesn't talk enough. Uh, but everybody else is slipping in and out of the accent in a way I found incredibly... Like, Lauren, not Southern, you can tell. Um, yeah. I found that grating. She's definitely Liam, not. incredibly English. Incredibly English. I'm actually really shocked because I remember him... He he was on Wizards of Waverly Place. Um, of he played Selena Gomez's uh, werewolf boyfriend for, you know, a number of seasons. And they let him keep the accent, his British accent, on that show. because it's sexy. Because it's sexy and because he can't do a good American accent. Um, and it really shows on the show. I think it did. I, I do think it got better as the season went on. Yeah. Because um, I noticed it less. Maybe I just got acclimated to it. But the first, I, I think he literally had two lines. And I said, this man is English. And yeah. I looked it up. No, it's it's very Nothing much like um, Emma Watson's American accent in Little Women. Like, just, oh, you're like, yeah. you're from England. And I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> you're not. No, that's not your accent. Um. So, yeah, we're not really going to give a full plot recap. What were your things you wanted to hit, Anna? So, should I hit my list? Why don't you go first? Um, and then if you miss things, which I'm sure you won't, <laughs> we'll re-examine. Um, so, what, one thing I want to talk about that bugged me a lot was there are a lot of scenes that take place in specifically Amy's bedroom. I don't know that we ever see. We probably also see Karma's bedroom. Um, and a lot of just like in their homes and like sitting on their beds and these people never, not once take off their shoes. They are constantly but that's just wearing American shoes on the bed. Is it not? No, no. People wearing shoes on, in, on inside the house, I'm willing to accept as, as a quirk of Americana. Shoes on the bed made me feral. I was like, <laughs> Take your fucking... Ch- I, and I can't explain why they would do that. I don't know. I, um, I just assumed that it was, like, another one of those, like, American things. And I've never really thought about it. But to know that that's incorrect is good to know. <laughs> I can say with absolute certainty that wearing your shoes on your bed... It, like, it's... I'm verklempt right now talking about it. Like, I found that so upsetting because I would go, like, they're doing it again. And then they kept doing... Anyway, I'm not going to talk about it anymore, okay. but I found that a bizarre choice. That's great. Um, also, the um, there was a fair amount of profanity in this show, yes. which I love to see. Was it bleeped out when you watched it originally? Okay, so I was trying to remember this, and I, I'm having a really hard time remembering whether it was... Because we watched it through CTV, which yeah. does not air profanity. But it is originally an MTV show, which does. So my assumption is that when it originally aired, the profanity was left in and it was CTV Mm. that bleeped it out. But it was like, I'm not 100% sure because it almost seems like a choice. Yeah, well, that's the. I was having so much trouble trying to figure out. Like, I, I, I would buy if you were like, no, they wrote this knowing they were gonna bleep all the swears. I think I don't think they did. I don't think but so. But I do either, think it's better with the bleeps. Quite I honestly, think the bleeps I think it's funnier. Are funny. It sort of yeah. gives like a Hunger Games catching fire, like Joanna Mason in the elevator. I'm sorry, the look on your face. I can tell you have no idea what, what? I'm talking about. I have no idea what you're talking Do they cuss in the Hunger Games? So in the second Hunger Games movie, they wanted to put two swear words in it, and or two like F-bombs in it, but they didn't want to lose the um, the PG-13, PG-13. rating. Yeah. So they had it as, when it was like broadcasted on TV, and then they bleeped them out, so they were able to have them in there. 
It was like a choice. What an incredibly specific reference. I'm so sorry, but that is exactly what I thought of. You have to remember Hunger Games. We, I have to remember that this this podcast is really about your. This is about uh, me. Your media touchstones. (laughs) It is kind of about you. Um. Uh. Oh, discussion question. Yeah. Um. You were a lesbian in high school. I sure was. Were you the Amy or the Karma? Oh, I, this is the question that I asked myself the entire time. Looking back, I was like, who was I? Who was I? Who was I? And I think I was a little bit of both because. Boo. Cop out answer. Fake answer. I'm going to, I'm going to explain. So like, okay. The protest episode, the hunger strike episode. Karma was being an annoying little bitch, right? She was, like, the SJW personality that she, like, embodied unfortunately reminded me a little too much of myself. However, I think I dressed and acted exactly like Amy all through high school. That donut shirt, the donut shirt that she wears, I, like, almost bought a number of times that's annie core it's like i was and the cardigan i'm wearing a cardigan right now like you are so it's it's hard for me to say the like the like yearning for your best friend thing that amy has going on yeah i very much related to the only difference was like my best friend was also a lesbian so it worked out yeah exactly i didn't have the like straight girl like yearning thing going on but like karma, I was also super into the like leftist annoying asshole bro trope man. Unfortunately, yep. still am. <laughs> Unfortunately, some things never change. Some things never change. Um and so in that way, I think like unfortunately maybe too much of karma. I mean, karma is clearly like the worst. <laughs> she is the worst. Can we talk about how Karma is the villain of this? Very, season? very much. It's it's funny because like, from the start they really set up Lauren to be the villain, but Lauren almost ends up being the yes. hero. They 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 mildly set up both Lauren and oh my god the Twinkie Shane. guy, um, Shane. Shane. I, I we they were setting him up as the villain a little bit, mm-hmm. and I was before we talk about. Karma, I want to say, I was shocked how much I liked Shane. He really I, comes around. As, like, as somebody who generally doesn't like those characters in media, of just, like, the really, like, a fat gay men I don't generally gain any connection to, I found Shane to be very warm and very believable. I think the actor is giving a really fantastic performance, which helps. Um, I also, for all my gripes with Liam, the main male love interest... Um, I thought his character fucking sucked. I didn't, I didn't care for him. I did really appreciate like the straight guy, gay guy, best friends angle. That yes. They're like best buddies. I thought that that I was, feel like you never see that. I thought that was like really encompassing of this whole like woke high school thing that they had going on. It, they went to the homecoming together. The, yeah. That was like cute. cute. I was like, okay, cute. And I feel like Liam's only redeeming quality was that he was such good friends with Shane. And that's saying something because Shane also sort of sucks. Shane does kind of suck, but he's nothing compared to Karma. No. So Karma, if Karma cared about other people, there would be no conflict this season. There would be no plot. If she were a kind and thoughtful person, there would be no show. Unfortunately, she is not. She is a bitch. When the show Um, starts, I don't know if you wrote this down. Before the lesbian plot starts, when they're just trying to yeah. become popular, Karma pretends to have gone blind. Yes! That, right away, I blocked that out of my brain. I forgot that I that happened. I completely forgot about that. But that's, like, a new level of fucked up. <laughs> and also, one of several cases the sh- where the show extends a queerness as disability analogy yep is this like weird i took it out of my notes because i didn't have enough to talk about but there's like this weird undercurrent that they do multiple times where they compare themselves to like uh there was like a like a deaf kid who then got cochlear implants and nobody liked him anymore it was like 
they that was a really weird thing that I wish this show had just not done. Yeah. Um, yep. But Karma is a, a borderline sociopathic in her desire to get popular. Oh, it's so... And that, I feel like, was almost... You, you get, like, a secondhand embarrassment, really, for her. Because she yeah. wants it so badly. And, like, she goes through this whole charade of, like, oh, me and Amy have, like, an open relationship. So I can have sex. So that she can fuck Liam. So that she yeah. can fuck Liam. Liam is only interested in fucking her because he thinks she's a lesbian. Because she is a lesbian. What? Is weird. Who wants to fuck a And the a show does not that? examine. It doesn't examine, like, um, the weird, like, uh, what do you call it? Like, uh, eroticization of lesbians, I guess. Fetishization. Fetishization yeah. of lesbians for men. I was like, whoo, this is. Because I was like, this is defensible in that there are, like, there definitely are men like this, especially high school boys. But the fact that the show did not end with, like, coming around to realize that this guy was a creep. <laughs> Very uh, much did not. I was like, no. Yeah, apparently, no, this guy is cool. And it's totally fine. He He's also, like, framed as a noble fuckboy in a weird way. It's the scene so in which weird. he's really introduced at the party in the first episode, he is beset by this girl who he's been sleeping with and who's just like super clingy. And he's like, Oh, I, I sleep with these women and I tell them what the deal is and they still get attached. And I'm like, this guy, this doesn't read as like protagonist. No, to me, and it's, so I know you want it. It's to. a really weird way to set up the protagonist because he doesn't like really redeem himself at all throughout the season. Oh, no. I mean, okay. <laughs> Should we talk about the threesome? Yeah, let's talk about the, the okay, threesome. Okay, so basically Liam has a moral qualm and he says, I cannot fuck <laughs> you girl. karma because you are in a relationship. And so instead of karma saying, Oh, I know I will just end my fake relationship, my relationship. so that I can have sex with the person I actually want to. I'm going to suggest without consulting my friend, Amy over here that the three of us have, a threesome. A threesome. A bunch of virgins. Let's have a threesome. Well, Liam's not a virgin, but the other two are. Yeah, he's very much... An... Liam fucks. Who fucks in grade 10? This is the thing. <laughs> yeah, it's that's one of those things... Like, that is American TV. If you take issue with the fact that these kids are fucking and they're all, like, 14 years old. <laughs> like, it falls apart to a certain yeah, degree. Yeah, so... They, they... You know, at first Amy is like, I'm not gonna have a threesome but then that's crazy but then shane starts putting it into her head that karma would not suggest a threesome unless she wanted to have sex with amy which normally i would say probably a fair analysis but yeah. karma is a sociopath yeah karma has no <laughs> there's nothing behind those eyes but hate and lust. Um, no, definitely not. So they they go through this whole charade of like preparing for the threesome. They buy there's this <laughs> lingerie. They buy lingerie, and there's this there's this scene where they're like shopping for lingerie, and it's like oh she's in the change room, and she comes out, and they put her in the most chaste lingerie. Like it was it was so endearing to me. It's like it was like she was wearing a one piece swimsuit. I was like oh honey, and then like. I was, I thought it was like, ah, oh, it's TV. That's the most they can do. But like, no, in the next scene where they're in the threesome, like they're in their underwear. Yeah. Like, like Amy is in bra and panties. Um, they do a little practice before, which I found <laughs> so fruity, horrific to watch. <laughs> um, so Karma is like, oh, we need to practice what's going to happen. And they're standing there like half naked with each other alone and Amy's like, oh my god, we're gonna kiss. And then Karma does the fucking stage kiss thing where you put the thumbs over the... And I was yes. like, oh, Amy, no. Uh, I will say there's a great gag in that scene where they're both like, we're gonna wear these trench coats and have the lingerie on under them. And they're like, are you sure your mom's not gonna miss these trench coats? And Amy's like, she's a meteorologist. She has like 40 of them. And I'm like... Yeah, all right. You know what? There were some good jokes. This show had jokes. Um, it had some jokes. The, I think, I also, I, I think it says a lot about us as uh, homos 
that like I think a lot of people could watch this show and not get as like viscerally uncomfortable in the like Amy Karma kiss scenes and yeah. stuff as yeah. we did because I just want it so bad for Amy because <laughs> I'm Amy. We're all this is Amy. The thing is like that scene just like ripped my little heart out because I was like, oh, that's me. <laughs> Cause that yeah exactly and there's there's this one scene where I was like uh, there was this one scene in like the second it might have been the cold open of the second episode but it's like um, it, there's like it, Karma is having a dream where she is fucking oh me god and then and then like Ugh. and then she wakes up from that dream and she's in bed with Amy and they fuck. And the transition of ugh, fucking Karma and Liam to like the Karma and Amy scene legitimately like got me. I was like, oh, I was like, I hate that this show works on me. That scene was also that scene was then Amy's dream. It was a dream within a dream that just ripped my soul out. And I hated it so much. So this threesome business, Liam is being like hyped up by these like soccer players I love this scene. This they is were so, so funny. funny. But they basically give him the advice that you you have to kiss the one you're into less first. They're first. giving him like actually fairly solid threesome advice, I would say. For 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 a high school because for high school and it's these two random guys. Random that, like, bros. They just like because they see Liam taking condoms out of the the condom jar, which was not a thing in oh, my high me school. Neither. I don't think it's a thing. No, in any definitely high not. Um, but they are. It is a it is a fictional woke high school, so I'll give that to them. Um, and they're like, dude, nice. Are you having a threesome? And then they like take it upon themselves to be like his fairy godparents and like like we're gonna get you a room. Like we're gonna we're gonna they like give him a less it's fucking really funny that's one of my favorite scenes the the sad part is is that the advice that these these bros give to liam unfortunately backfires because karma had told amy once we start i want you to leave (laughs) Mm -hmm. which poor amy (laughs) i'm just like oh my god she agreed to this because she thought at least she'd get to fuck her best friend and now she doesn't even get to do that. Yeah. But then the advice that these bros had given Liam was kiss the girl you're less into first. So they get into this room, which looked like a sex dungeon. I was like, where the fuck are they? It, it's it's ostensibly a hotel, but it's a motel, but it's so creepy. It was disgusting. So they get into this room. They like take off their fucking trench coats. Yep. And then they're like, okay, I guess we should do this. Um... And then Liam kisses Amy first. And then Karma... Because he's less into her. And then Karma just loses her shit and shit. storms off. And then it's it's done. Um, Gil, just before we continue, um, can we take just a second? Because my headphones are going to die. And I need to switch headphones. Hey, guys. Gil coming in after the fact to say that their headphones did die. And uh, this is me doing a little voiceover to cover the cut of about uh, six minutes of audio that I had to skip forward. Would have covered it up with some clever editing tricks, but I don't know how to do that. Hey, we can't all be Olivia Trono. Anyway, back to the show. Let's go on. Um, what did you... I have a couple notes that I just want to hit real quick, just like things I thought Yeah, for fun. sure. Go ahead. Um... There is, in the establishing shot of the school, in the first episode, it's like, they do the, like, oh, there's this group of kids and there's that group of kids. And they go past very quickly and give no attention to a group of steampunk kids that are all dressed in, like, browns and they have, like, goggles in their heads. And I'm like, what the f- I was so excited to learn more about the steampunk click at the school and we get nothing We get nothing. Um... Speaking of silly outfits, I thought the costumes on this show were really fun. I like a lot of Karma and Amy's, like, dresses and stuff. Um, Liam wears a brown vest, a brown tie, and a blue shirt to homecoming, which is disgusting, <laughs> but totally something I can imagine this guy thinking he was hot oh, shit for wearing Oh, especially in 2014, because Liam is, like... Liam definitely grew up to be, like, a leftist bro. 
right? Like, when Liam went to college, Liam joined, like, the Young Socialists Club and, like, preyed on women at the bar. Liam is very active Oh, he's super on Twitter. Um, And so that look makes a lot of sense. You know, he's got, like, the shoulder bag instead of a backpack. Like, it's a whole ensemble, and it's very... Yep, yep. It's very visceral, unfortunately. Um, speaking of the, the sort of world building of the school, I think they did a really good job with these sort of, like, walk-by characters. Yeah. Contributing to this, like, wokeness of the school. The school has a tumbler. This... That was a great incredible very So when Kara and Amy break up like the millionth time, the school yeah. tumbler wants to interview them because they want to post the, the the interview on the tumbler. The tumbler. Which is of course. Like like it's the incredible. school. Incredible. And so they go to this interview and then they ask them about the threesome. Yeah. And it's just so funny because like I mean, 2014 was a really high point for Tumblr. Tumblr was at its... Yeah, I would say high watermark. Tumblr was at its absolute peak. I loved that it addressed sort of the outside world, like the real world in the show. Mm -hmm. That was huge. Uh, Quite 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 a a bit. bit. Like there was a bit... There was a Bitcoin reference that I was like, that was really topical in 2014. Like that was a... That was there a was fresh an reference. Ellen and Portia reference where yes, someone referred like, to the two of them as Ellen and Portia, and then Karma was like, "I get to like, be which Portia, one's right?" Yeah. And I was like, "Fucking Great obviously." <laughs> there was a joke about Kristen Stewart being <sighs> gay, like incredible um, topical and I was real like, world humor, like like super fresh because I don't she wasn't like out at that point. I don't think I don't think she was out. It was just everyone was like, "Hmm." <laughs> Kristen Stewart, lesbian. Sorry, no Buddy the Dog here. One of our podcast episodes should just be we watch all the Buddy the Dog videos and commentate. Um, I, uh, oh man, I had one other thing like that. Oh, and it's gone. It's it's okay. Okay, So, oh, go ahead. I one thing. This school is this show is really kind of ridiculously white uh especially considering i looked at i checked the census data actually for austin in the 2010 census uh non-hispanic whites in austin were a minority 48.7 percent of the city was uh non-hispanic white in 2010 um that's just like tv it's not yeah. really a new gripe but i was just like i really don't buy this given the the place yeah. that they're in um just a, just a it, it's sort of an about. interesting thing, though, considering how, like, sexually diverse the school population is made out to be. But is it? Like, there's, there's like, one gay guy. See, my assumption was always that, like, everyone was gay. We're just only talking about these three gays or these two gays. But I don't know if I that's true that's now. I think you projecting, because they, ex- they explicitly say at one point that we are uh, whatever the, this high school's first lesbian couple so then why were they so uncool when they were straight this is all coming apart but that's the thing is they weren't really uncool like that was something that i found kind of weirdly uncompelling is like they want to be popular which is a classic teen movie their teen tv show thing but like they're just like they're not being bullied except by lauren but that's more of that's more of like a family thing than anything else yeah yeah um they're like in pretty good with liam and shane it's just like it's weird that they're so obsessed with becoming popular when they're just like two two pretty girls that are just like eh, i think you guys are doing all right but that's more genre convention yeah than anything. okay i wanted to say something about amy because amy is down bad the entire show she is down like horrendous. really really down just in the pits of despair the entire show yeah but it's so ridiculous to me what what was most ridiculous to me is amy engaging in heterosexuality while being as far as everyone knows an out lesbian this was the most like i was like amy the hard part is over just be gay 
But it was literally just because one person, that one person being Karma, didn't know she was actually gay. Gay, yeah. And so she felt that she had to date men in secret. And I was like, why would you put yourself through this? I I actually, I, I buy that to, to a certain degree, like partially chocolate up to comp hat. Yeah. And partially she just like really needs somebody to care yeah. about her and she is like this guy the the uh oliver, oliver. I think his name, his was, name oliver. was oliver um who is just really like kind of charming and like me I too like that guy. he came on screen and i said uh-oh somebody is my type <laughs> <laughs> yeah unfortunately it's just a- 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 annie alert annie alert um but like amy like kisses him at one point i think partially because she's trying to figure out if she's gay and partially it's just like Damn, girl, I get it. I, I've been down bad enough to kiss a man. You have, it's okay. that's true. <laughs> um, I think the thing with, like, like, here's the thing. And I can't remember, like, when the, se- when the show ends, what Amy mm. has, like, resolved as her sexuality. She kind of goes back and forth with this, like, gay bi thing. And, like, listen, nobody understands that more than me. Um... Yeah, like, you want to kiss some dudes, that's fine. But it was weird that it was like, no one can find out I like women when she was literally known at the school for liking women. I that's was like, true. why waste Everybody your time? Like, thinks, what? Yeah. Oliver, though, I think was such a waste of a character. I also... Because he never shows up ever again. Yeah. And he doesn't in any of the future seasons either. Yeah, that that, that seems like kind of how they set him up, is to not matter. Um... We should talk about how the show, how the season ends, which, uh, so, okay, so there's a wedding, um, that Amy's mom and, uh, Lauren's dad, notabene, I would like to talk about this. I don't know why the script people, writers (laughs) you might call them, decided to attack, so what should have been is the woman should have been Lauren's mom and the dad should have been amy's dad right uh because it's a something they comment on pretty frequently is that uh amy lore god damn it lauren and amy's mom are pretty much Mm -hmm. the same person um and uh, so it's like a thing they bond over but then bruce isn't really a character it's weird they should have just switched those um that said so they so there's a there's a there's a parent wedding um all the characters are there um Lauren and Amy obviously as guests. Karma as Amy's plus one. Uh, Shane and Liam pretending to They're be They're crashing the wedding. They were not of, invited. They are crashing the wedding. Um, but they do pretend to be waiters, which I think is really fun. Cute little bit there that they do. Yeah, it's a good, yeah, it's hijinks. Yeah. Um, Amy and Karma are probably arguing or something. No, I think they're good at this point. They do the world's most awkward oh, friend God. dance at the wedding. It's like their song comes on and they do the dance that they've clearly choreographed to this. We, we've received no indication that they no. danced previously. Um, it is hysterically awkward. It is such an awful little Especially dance because it's, and everybody's it's like, like surrounded by this whole thing with like the parents who are getting married being like, please, no gay behavior at the wedding. Please, yeah. the grandparents will die. <laughs> Yeah, and then they do this little weird like... little choreographed routine. <laughs> like, they're court jesters. Oh, it's so good. Um, awful. And then Amy and Karma go upstairs. Yeah. And and Amy's like, I need to tell you that I'm actually gay. And I am in love with you. And Amy's actress gives a really great performance in this scene. I think Karma does pretty well in this scene, too. Um, no hate to Karma's actress. The character's yeah. just the worst. Um, and Karma is like, uh, I i don't feel that way about you. And I cried to the heavens, no! Because I needed this to work out. I know. You saw it coming, though. You had to see it coming. I didn't. I didn't. Really? Until the very, really? until the very end, I was like, it could happen. It, I'm gonna, oh, I'm man. pulling for these two, um, because I too have been down bad um, for straight women. And I, <laughs> if, yeah. <laughs> um, so then, 
Karma leaves, and then she also fights with Liam. I don't remember why. It's because her and Liam had sex in the episode before. That's why. Oh, yeah. They had sex in the art studio in front of his, like, weird art installation of a thunderstorm. We should talk about his art. Okay. It's so weird. This art, when I saw the scene of them, like, about to have sex, I wrote down Mary's wedding vibes. And I hate myself for it. It is Mary's wedding vibes. But it is. There was, like, a thunderstorm and rolling hills, and they were both on their knees, like, grasping each other. And I was like, I choreographed this scene. (laughs) I wrote wrote down, uh, quote, what is with this man and his weird canvas cube? Because it's a thing that we see throughout the season- is that he's, we know he's like a metal work. He's like, he's an artist. He's a visual artist and he does like metal work. The first thing we see him do, make is this like orb of horseshoes. Yeah. And so throughout the season, we just see him. Um, there's a lot of really funny scenes where he just like, he has like a metal pole and a hammer and he's just banging it on an anvil. I'm like, I don't think, I don't think metal working is just. That's the only on thing he ever pole. does though, is bang metal on an anvil. <laughs> And we find out at the end that uh, his his creation is this this like like six foot by six foot cube on this metal frame with canvas stretched over it that sends like projections onto the sides. Which like, of, like what a multidisciplinary king, right? Yeah, what an impressive <laughs> art installation that this guy is making. Seven. I guess just for shit. Chromalume number seven, right it is, here. It's very cool. <laughs> it is very Sunday in the park. Um. Anyway, and they fuck in that, in the in the canvas cube. All these kids fucking in the art room, like, come on. Yeah. What is this, like my high school experience? Studio. Come on. Ayo. Did your school have metal shop, by the way? Uh, we did have, like, a, it was a wood shop. It was not a metal shop. Ah, doesn't They work. had a 3D printer, though, which was cool. Yeah, my school also had a 3D printer. Um, anyway, so, so Karma and Liam are on the rocks, and the show ends with Amy has gotten blackout drunk at this wedding liam is also ostensibly drunk i hope i think so i think he was also drunk because him and karma had fought and they fuck um they fuck i it and it broke my heart it did um i was so upset i told annie this i was so upset by the ending of this season that i had to check the wikipedia page for plot summaries of future seasons to see if amy and karma ever got together um a they don't and b i hate that this show got me so bad that i needed to know yep uh that i cared i i I was not looking shit up for carmilla let me tell you (laughs) i was not (laughs) i was not trying to suss out the future arcs so let's let me talk about future arcs a little bit um yeah just you're not gonna watch it so it's fine spoiler alert i guess for all the all the folks at home, folks with an X. I did also read a lot of this stuff, and there's some Buckwild shit in so, there, so I hope we can okay, that. Okay, at the, sort of towards the end of this first season, people keep harassing Lauren about some pills that she's taking, and yeah. that never gets revealed in this season. It doesn't get resolved. So in season two, the first few episodes of season two, we address this, and it's actually really cool um, for, like, representation purposes. Yeah. So basically, um, in the first few episodes, and sort of all throughout season two, Lauren's arc is her coming to terms with um, the fact that she's intersex. And so the pills that she's taking are, like, broadly, like, hormone therapy, basically. Ah, um, got it. Okay. And it's something that, like, her dad hid from her from a long time. So Bruce becomes more of a character. Um, Thank God. I like that guy. He's, I like you know, whatever. Um, and so what, this was the first intersex character on TV ever, which is sort of cool, but then they also had- Maybe only, I've not seen another Maybe still only, um, but then in one of the episodes too, where it sort of like all comes to a culmination, they bring on like, like a one-off character, um, to like be Lauren's like intersex friend, um, who is actually played by an intersex actor. Which is awesome. And is the first- like, openly intersex actor to be playing an intersex character on TV. And I think probably only. So, probably you know, only. as much as this That's show awesome. is hot garbage, it also had some, like, cool things. Um, Amy does date women in future seasons. Shocker. Um, in season three, however, and this is something that 
I need to tell you because it's just so ridiculous. There is another threesome. With, of the same three? No, of a different three. Oh, God. And the three are going to blow your mind. So, okay, basically. Wait, 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 wait. Are they three? Are they are all characters I've already met? Two of the three are characters you've already met. Oh, fuck. All right, then. I, I'm going to try to guess who they were, but go Okay, ahead. you can guess the two if you want. Um, Shane and Lauren. That's <laughs> a good know. guess. It's Shane and Karma. Oh, okay. Yeah, I buy that. And basically, the whole plot line is, like, this bi dude comes to town. <laughs> he rides into town <laughs> like a drifter. And Karma and Shane are, like, fighting over who gets him. Because, you know... Men are a commodity. Because Karma has not has nothing better to do than take things away from her friends. So instead of like, you know, being adults, they decide let's do something that has never gone horribly wrong before. And let's have a threesome. No. And I don't think they actually go through with it, much like this one. Like they they get there and then they like sort of tap out. But oh my god. <laughs> Uh, we should also talk about how at the end of season one, Shane meets a boy. Yes. Um, who he met through some B plots. Uh, what's his name? Um, it's Pablo? Pablo? Yes, that <gasps> is what I have written down. Yes, so his name is Pablo, and he is, he is, he is a gay Catholic, and the plot twist at the end of the season is that he's, he's celibate, and he's waiting until marriage, which, like, props for representation yeah. like i'm sure there are men who have had that experience but it was just such a weird like oh no what are we gonna it do it was so weird because a gay celibate do catholics really need more representation anyways yeah really <laughs> shane was um, so weird to pablo though like this guy was like a genuinely very nice like stable person who like seemed to have his head yeah. on right and shane was like what if i just act insane uh, but like haven't we all yeah in that situation? that's very true okay um so i have some questions for you but do you want to talk about quotes first yes some of them um okay there's there's a scene in this first episode that really bugged me because it's the first scene where we meet shit it's the first scene i think where we meet shane and liam and it's like our big introduction to lauren and uh lauren says uh is bullying the two of them and says, you've got five seconds to hop in your canoe and paddle back to the Isle of Lesbo. And the boys show up and Liam is like, huh, is that a real place? If so, sign me up. And it makes me think that the writers didn't know that, that, that there is, is a real, a real Isle yeah. of Lesbos. <laughs> um, and that just like, it really bugged me. I'm like, like that could, that there could have been a good joke there. I thought the joke was going to be that Shane would show up and go, actually, there is a real Isle of Lesbos and like blah, 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 blah. And they just don't acknowledge it. I'm like, you're leaving something <laughs> on the table here, guys. It's a missed opportunity. Um, also, Liam, the Isle of Lesbos does not want you. Please stay away. <laughs> no. Um. At one point, Karma says to Amy, you're the fae to my polar. Which, if anybody ever said that to me, I would commit an act of violence. I think that's also a like what thing a to say. what a heterosexual thing to say to the person who's supposed to be your lesbian lover. Yeah, you're quote those unquote. are two straight women. <laughs> also, the they also switched. This only bugged me, I'm sure. But Karma is brunette and Amy is blonde. But but they made Amy the Tina Fey and Karma the Amy Polar. I don't know. I was just like, it's so you know. Really, you could just go for it. Oh, at one point, Karma just says, so what if I like the hottest guy in school? I'm a fucking teenage girl. I and it was just karma. like, yeah, <laughs> she's the worst. Um, they say faking it multiple times. They say it twice. They do. And I was really like, I thought we were going to get one and done, maybe. But no, we get one in the final episode. Unfortunately, too. yes. There's an episode in like season two or three that's called faking it dot 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 again. And I think they oh, pretend God. to be lesbians one more time oh, later God. in the show. Um, a quote that I really liked, which was right off the top of episode one. Uh, they described the high school as a blue oasis in the Red Sea of Texas. Which, like, I know is, like, sort of accurate. But yeah, just the accurate. way that it was said just made me laugh. Also because 
one person who lives in Austin was telling that to another person. I know. I was like, get out of your fucking bubble. It was was so funny. Um, Karma's pet name for Amy in episode one, she calls her Sugar Bear. Oh, I didn't even know that. And I think there is no, there is no bigger indication that somebody is straight than the fact that they would call their 15 year old girlfriend Sugar Sugar Bear. Bear. Like, it's like if you were like 12. And in, like, a little relationship on, you know, at school, and you, like, called each other, like, honey. You know? Like, it's that same sort of energy where it's, like, you're not 40. What are you doing? What do teenagers call each other? Baby? Babe, maybe. Like, certainly not sugar bear. Babe once or twice. Um... Also, as to your point earlier about uh, Liam being a leftist bro, I think really one of the best examples of this is they're in the assembly where they're voting, question mark, for homecoming royalty. And it's just the lesbians running against Lauren. And Lauren is basically running on the Republican Party platform. Um, And Lauren goes, what is society? And everybody hates Lauren because she's conservative. Poor Lauren. Um, what it, uh, is she, everybody go, uh, she goes what is society but a patchwork of traditions handed down by those before us and liam shouts from the audience yeah like <laughs> slavery and all the white children laugh Woo! and it's, we just move on and that to me was like the was such a leftist bro moment is like you will use that for clout yeah you will move on with your day you will use it to dunk on this yeah. woman and that's Unfortunate. it but really, really accurate. Really, they really got very on the nose with Liam's character. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I hated, I hated him. him a lot. What a dick. <laughs> um, there was uh, all right. Last quote that I will bring up is um, in the scene where they introduce Pablo. Uh, Shane is talking to Lauren. Pablo is Lauren's dance partner. They do like competitive ballroom, I guess, which is really fun. Yeah, I think it's it's cute. I like their costumes. It's fun. Um, I'm uncontrollably attracted to Lauren, so that was great for me. Yeah. Um, but, uh, Shane is like, uh, your, your dance partner is probably some closet case. And Pablo comes into the room and says, who are you calling a closet case? I've been out and proud <laughs> since my first communion. Which is just a really funny line. <laughs> it's just like, and he's like very chipper, like he's not offended at all. He's not offended. Also, who comes out when they're eight? Well, that's, they also do that joke with Shane because Shane, um, he was like, I was in the closet for a long time. Fourth grade was hard because yeah. he came out in like fifth grade. And I'm like, eh, yeah, it's you funny. Know, that's funny. It like, is very funny. We know funny. people like that. Um, okay, so I would like to now ask you some sort of concluding questions um, as we wrap up. Yes, so please. the first question bring up, bring I have for you is... Hester High, which is the school, is it in any way similar to your own, like, experience of high school in any way at all? It is to a certain degree in that it is very, like, some would say performatively progressive, but there are no gay kids. Um, There are three gay kids, and really there's two. Um, That I felt like I went went to, for the listener, Gil went to a prep school (laughs) in Southern Maine. That was very, like, raw, raw, like, intercultural, um, you know. And I, I think, you know, I, somewhat they were somewhat cynical in it and somewhat, you know, wholehearted. I appreciate it. Um, I wasn't out in high school, and nobody else was either. So it did ring it did ring somewhat true to me that, like, I think if there had been a lesbian couple at my school, they would have gotten some, yeah. a little bit of clout, you know? Maybe not enough yeah. to balance out the homophobia. Um, but yeah, I, I, I found that, I found that, yeah, I, I think found that it, I, I felt the same way in, in a lot of ways, which I think is partially why I enjoyed this show so much as a teenager, because like, yeah. I watched it as I was the age of the people. Um, my, my school has yep. this very, again, similar to you, like, oh, we're like very social justice whatever, but like the actual gay kids, there were, you know, a handful, um, 
we're very much sort of like a fringe population. And it was like the straight yeah. kids who talk about gay rights are the cool ones. And the actual gay kids are like not cool. Yes. Um, But from my understanding, once I graduated, like the years that like my sister went to high school and now the high school got like much gayer. <laughs> And I think there's a like way more gay kids now that are like oh like out. I was having a conversation last night with I have like some of my some of my friends from high school are younger, so some of their friends are like mm-hmm. only graduating now. There are like trans girls at my high school, like multiple, and I'm like that's so fucking. Sick. I I think that's it's so just sort cool. of a like a cultural shift too. Kids are are coming out younger and younger now where like that joke about like out and proud since my first communion, I think is actually a lot of people's experiences now, Yeah, which is great. great. But also don't bully the older people because they had homophobia. (laughs) (laughs) Annie, Annie, are you okay? I'm just thinking about how my sister, I'm just thinking about how my sister was always like, Oh my God, it took you till you were 16 to come out. Like that's so lame. And I'm like, that, still I was a kid. So young. I I came out at 19. And but now kids are pretty young. Like, it's like a middle school experience or like an elementary school experience. And coming out is also not really a thing. Anyways. It's passe. Um, my next question. If you had watched this in high school, who, if anyone, would you have seen yourself as? Amy. Amy, for sure. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. I, just as I saw myself as Amy now um strongly overpoweringly um i might have like if 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 in the real timeline where i was like i was closeted in high school like i would have felt some affinity to shane but not really understood why because i'm like i'm not gay um but he's sort of smarmy in a way i appreciate um but definitely amy in the same way i I still very much see myself as an amy (laughs) I don't feel proud of that, but we've all been down bad for our best friend at one point or another. Oh, haven't we all been? Okay, so we've sort of agreed through this conversation the worst character is Karma. Karma, but what a bitch. who is the best? Um, I really, um, I oh my god, I feel I feel awful. The girl who does the interview for the school tumbler. Do you remember her name? <laughs> I don't remember her name. I really liked her. She was just like very stone cold and all business. And I thought that was a cool. Taking her job like, really seriously. Make the show about her. Um, I really liked Karma. I really liked Karma's parents. I thought they were oh, a silly God. good time. They um, were insane. The dad, of course, is a is a character actor who's been in tons and tons of stuff. I feel terrible. I don't know his name, but I don't. Um, I really, I really liked Shane yeah uh shane might be my favorite character uh and that's that's hard for me to stomach but um i also oh i also a character i really liked was um there's at one point amy is trying to see if she's a lesbian so she gets on uh scissor Scissor, oh my god the, the fake lesbian dating not an app but a site which i think if this show had been made very barely later it would have been like a year later i think tinder came out in 2015 yeah so they were just right right under the wire with that one uh but she goes on this date with this really sweet girl um the only question mark black character on the show yep who of course is in one episode and serves to further amy's plot development amy just like that date was so weird because amy just they were like having a conversation and then amy's just like and now i will make out with you and she was like whoa yeah it's bizarre she very much like sort of was like hello snap back to reality please like there are other people in the world besides you which was refreshing yeah exactly uh, she's certainly not going to get that messaging from Karma. Oh, absolutely not. The world revolves around Karma, and her parents are, unfortunately, very big contributors to that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I would say favorite character, probably Shane. Shane. I think I'm honestly a Lauren fan. I do really like Lauren. I but just I've also seen the whole show, and Lauren gets a really big like development yeah. in the next two seasons i mean but also even in this season like her and shane doing the nude photo shoot that's funny like, that was gold yeah that was so funny and it, it could have um, been unfunny i think with a different especially with a different actor playing shane i could have found that yes. incredibly tedious and he could have played it like a lot more sort of uh 
say. Um, yeah. And he didn't. He's just like, he doesn't care for Lauren. And it's very clear. I like that. It's so funny. Yeah. Oh, that was a, that was a really, really good. And their friendship really develops. And it's like, it's great. Um, okay. Was this show better or worse than you expected it to be? <sighs> Another show. Okay. I wouldn't call it good necessarily. I think I will say it is good in two in two ways that I did not expect. Okay. It is from a representation standpoint, not bad. I don't I, I think Carmilla I liked better as sort of gay representation because right. it was, as we discussed in the last episode, Carmilla is sort of gay as default, which I just find right. more interesting than coming out stories. Um, I also found this show, despite myself, I found it a lot more compelling than I thought it would. I ended up, and imagine how much I would care if I didn't find karma boring and tedious. You know what I, I know. Mean? <laughs> if she was a Imagine person. if Amy's love interest had, like, a personality. <laughs> yeah, and a reason to like her. But sometimes they don't, you know? Sometimes you're yeah. down bad for a person who doesn't deserve it. Um, but I, yeah, I, it was not... It was a lot of really, it was a lot of the sort of like early, early 20 teens. It's a lot of what I call Disney Channel writing, where it's just a little yeah. too, like, a little too quippy and smug. It's like Baby's First Aaron Sorkin, where it's just everybody's got a quip at all times. And it's just not yeah. that funny. Um, yeah. So that, I, like that, I found tedious. The shot to shot editing in the show is pretty horrendous. And the sound, the music cues are also quite bad. So from a technical standpoint, this was about as bad as I expected, but I was surprised how much I cared by the app. Yeah, it really got you. Yeah, I mean, it got, it got me. me too. Even the second time around, I was like, damn, this, it got me. Um, so my final question, do you think that this show holds up as a valuable piece of queer media in the year of our Lord 2021? That's a good question. I don't think it's actively offensive. Uh, like there's nothing in here. It's like, well, they fu they fucked this up. Um, I wouldn't give it to a young queer person to watch now. I wouldn't say watch faking it. I wouldn't like say like Annie make a good friend of mine watch it for a podcast. Um, but as somebody I cared about and loved. Um, but like, it's not it's not offensive, but I don't think it's terribly relevant anymore. Yeah. Um, and also just not. Like, it is a queer story that is really, in large part, centering Karma, who is a straight woman. Uh, yeah. At least within the context of this season, I don't know. I'm assuming she stays straight. She sure does. <laughs> Only straighter. Um, <laughs> where it's like, it's, it's, it's because it's both of their stories. I don't know. I think it was probably kind of landmark for when it came out. But mm -hmm. now, I don't know that it really holds up. Yeah, I sort of feel the same way. I think that... Even just so much as, like, the high school experience for queer people, yeah. I think that this show doesn't portray it accurately anymore. Yeah. I think in 2014, and, like, when I was in high school, coming out was, like, a big thing. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure this story felt a lot more relevant to young people who are watching it. But now... <laughs> and, I mean, I don't know because I'm not in high school anymore, but, like, I, it doesn't feel relevant and it's a queer story about straight people. Yeah. So, like, the only person who has... And I mean, not that queer stories should be about struggle, because that's its own problem. Yeah. But, like, it's really just, like, Amy's struggle. All of the other queer characters are, like, very comfortable and are like, geez, like, what's taking you so long kind yeah. of thing. And I think that sort of narrative is she's, just sort of tired. She's, tre she's treated as some kind of freak for not knowing she's a lesbian before her sophomore year of high school, which is insane. I know. And I'm like, that's like that's maybe a bit of like a harmful narrative, even though I don't think it's really a relevant narrative anymore. I just, I wouldn't like pass this off to some young lesbian. Sometimes, sometimes teenagers bully Annie for that. Sometimes teenagers bully me for being 22 years old and being like, eh. And they're like, what do you mean? Eh, what's your, like... Anyways, I'm not gonna get into that. because you didn't have TikTok um, when you were 14. But thank you so much, Gil, for watching this show with me. I'm so glad, and I'm so excited <laughs> for our next episode, which hopefully... I have I have specifically requested that Annie pick something worse, because uh, the first two things that they made me watch 
We're pretty good. Like, not as bad as... I want something like, offensive. Like, all things considered, I'm I'm working up something horrendous I for, want something for actively transphobic, if possible. I also, like, we haven't gotten any trans in our shows We so haven't far. gotten any trans. Well, we had we had a little inkling of gender in Carmilla, but... Barely. Even but barely. If we, if we treat season one as a vacuum, I don't even barely. know if I consider that a gender... Yeah. Yeah. Anyways... Um, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, and we will see you see later. You next episode. Just a Phase is brought to you by Annie and Gill Productions and supported by listeners like you.